Welcome to North of the Shire, your podcast on all things Lord of the Rings. I think it's mostly about the Middler Strategy Battle Game by Games Workshop, but who knows, we may talk about some other things. I'm your host, Don, and this is episode 29. We are here with our year in review episode where we will look back at 2021 and look forward to 2022. Today I'm here with a most excellent and admirable hobbit who is here to co-host this episode. It's Garrett Pogson. Hello, Don. How are you doing, I'm sir? I'm back. Yeah, I'm it's back. been a while. It's been a while. You were last on on the uh, Building Lurtz's Scouts episode, if I'm if I'm right. That was it. That was it. That was the last time I was on. And man, are they tough to build. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you've been working on that for a while. Um, so how you been doing? The year's been kind of rough, but uh, I've been getting along. Right on. Lots of hobbying. I know you're a very active hobbyist, uh, and you play many yep. different games. You're you're not just a Lord of the Rings guy. You're, you're uh, into all kinds of other things, but... Um, you know, I think you right now you're doing a lot of Marvel Protocol. You were telling me just before we started recording. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got about thirty characters built. Twenty of them are sitting right in front of me mm-hmm. in various stages of being built. Most of them are nice. done; they're ready to just get painted. But um, right yeah, I've been working on that. Uh, I spent most of the day today looking over. Uh, stuff I want to do for this year mm-hmm. for the hobby and um, trying to get an army plant together for Lord of the Rings. Um, there's a couple new models coming out that we, we talked about this morning uh, in our group. Our and, little uh, group chat. I think I want yeah. to try and, yeah, I want to take advantage of one or two of those new models. Um, but yeah, I've, I've done that. There's some Blood Bowl that's been talked about for a while um we talked about that on a car ride to the one event that we did this year yeah we're gonna talk a little bit about that in one of our upcoming segments for this episode okay um but um let me just go through what we're going to talk about because this this episode is going to be formatted like pretty radically different than our normal stuff in fact um garrett and i are going to be here to host the first half of this episode and the second half will feature Andrew and Chris. Um, and that's because we're going to be going over the same things. We're going to be talking about um, our army challenge and how did we do. We're going to be talking about uh, our hobby challenge for 2022. Um, we've got something else we're going to be calling Galadriel's Mirror. And then we've got a review of GW's releases for 2021. So we're, we're all going to talk about those things, but it's going to be kind of two at a time. Me and Garrett first, and then Andrew and Chris. Um, okay. Let's start off uh, first with the, the Army Challenge from, from 2021. So this was our challenge to... Uh, assemble and paint a 750 point army and as we just mentioned Garrett you were working on Lurtz's scouts uh, and how did that turn out for you 
I'll put the pressure on you right um, off the bat. <laughs> yeah, just get it, pull that Band-Aid off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it didn't work out that great. We we decided, I don't know if it was the end of 2020 or the beginning of 2021, um, that we were going to do this challenge. as between you, Drew, myself, and Chris. And basically we said, here's the army we want to build. Mm-hmm. Like, just gave the faction. And then the idea was Drew was going to make a list for us that was going to be competitive, right? And, uh, yeah, so I worked a lot on the list. Like, they're almost ready to paint. But everything's metal, and there is a lot of tough mold lines on these models. Yeah, yeah. And and um, of anybody I know, you're the most... um, what's the word sensitive to like mold line appearance on models i guess anyone who's a good painter is is really particular about that um and with that army yeah it's i don't know how many models as it is but it's got to be upwards of 40 plus and they're all met every one of them is metal so it was it was a daunting task to do that yeah i think it was around 48 or something like that no yeah. maybe it wasn't it was around 40 40 models 44 or something close yeah. to that so and uh, it's one of those things that you 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 just kind of get bogged down trying to do it, um, and you know you want to finish all of it and then prime the whole army and then do the base colors for the whole army and you know if you're yeah. just getting bogged down and trying to clean the models up it's it slows you down so. Yeah, I got a little um, little bit set back with work being busy, but. Uh... It's just one of those things that I couldn't get myself motivated to do it. Um, it, it, it was tough. It was tough. I tried. Um, I took them away with me when I went when I went away because um, I figured there wouldn't be other distractions around. Um, but like most hobbyists, I got the old uh, dog and squirrel thing going on. <laughs> Something caught my eye, and <laughs> yeah, I try and tackle that and that right. wouldn't happen and i'd be going back and forth like i couldn't pick something right so mm-hmm. it it uh it just went like that all year and i've got a bunch of different projects started but nothing finished yeah yeah okay well we'll we'll pursue a little bit more about that maybe when we talk about our hobby challenges for 2022 um yeah. for myself i was going to be doing an army of dunland of 750 points um, and I made steady progress on it through throughout the year. And I thought I had finished it just before sort of the holidays, like maybe a week or two into December. And uh, so I figured I was done and it was all good. And then just the other day when I was actually, you know, setting the, the army up and comparing it to the list, I realized, oh my God, I only have one banner painted and my army had two banners. And then I was short like two or three dismounts as well. Oh, so no. I technically did not get it done, um, but I did, I did get to the point where I thought I was finished. Um, and uh, yeah, I was a little, came up a little shy. 99% finished, let's call it that. Um, well, you're second place by far. <laughs> well, the other part of it was that we were supposed to have like a round robin between the four of us with our four armies. And so that's not going to happen. Um, obviously, you didn't finish yours. And there's possibly someone else that didn't finish theirs either. But that will come later. 
So anyway, we'll move, we'll move on here. from we'll move on from that. We both we both didn't succeed in that. Although I was I was close. Um, but what about 2022? What are you, what are you thinking for 22? We sort of tried to come up with a bit of a different uh, hobby challenge for 2022 because not everybody, i.e. me, anyways, didn't want to have to paint a whole army. Um, just because like my collection is big and a lot of it is unfinished. Like I have many different armies and most of them are not finished. So to start a new army is like a difficult because I have most of them and B I don't need to start a new army. I need to finish an army. Um, Mm -hmm. so instead of doing that, we sort of talked about painting 800 points of, um, MESPG models um, and we even put a um, 30 model limit to it, but I don't think that's really as big of a factor as the 800 points. Um, we did yeah. also say that cavalry models will count as two out of the 30 and monsters will count as four out of the 30 and converted models will count as two out of the 30. Um, what are you thinking about doing for, for this, Garrett? Um, well, when they said 800 points... I was a little bit uh, unsure Mm because I couldn't finish 750 from this year. (laughs) But um, I'm not going to look at it uh, from a complete army overhaul standpoint. I've got like you a ton of stuff that is just sitting in a drawer somewhere. Like I have an entire Dunlan force that I wanted to do, but um, I did write down what my plans were for this year um a lot of them include other stuff that isn't lord of the rings but the stuff for lord of the rings is i would like to get my scout force from last year finished Mm -hmm. which if i do that alone is worth a lot of a lot of that like that'll Um, pretty much be if you did do that that would pretty much be the whole challenge right there yeah, I'd have to paint like a model or two here and there to, to get the last 50 points. But um, yeah, so I've got that listed. Um, I want to build and paint models and the terrain that we need for uh, Canadian Shire this year, assuming it happens. Um, we've we've picked up stuff that we want to work on, so I've got stuff for that that I need to build and paint. Um what else do I got here? Yeah, like one of the things we're talking about 800 points worth of models, but one of the things that we collectively purchased was the Rohan Stronghold. Mm-hmm. Um, so we all have X number of buildings and the stockade to paint, right? Like I think the set yeah. came with two of the sets of the stockade and six of the buildings, I believe. And I already own one of the stockades, which is still in the box. So that left one stockade for each of us and two buildings for each of us. So we're obviously all going to try to get those done, you, me, and uh, Andrew. Um, But those don't count towards the 800 points because it's terrain. So Yeah, I I didn't actually bring that up, but I was going to propose that. But I guess... Mm -hmm. Chris doesn't have anything to build, so... But anyway, I've got other models, like random stuff that I want to finish. Like, I have the King of the Dead and his Heralds that I bought forever ago. Yeah. That I want to finish. Um, I had set a goal to do a fellowship list that was the Amon Hen counter to my scout force. 
um, that I wanted to do as part of that. It yeah, that'd be cool happen. to have that as well. Yeah, so I want to I want to try and get that finished. It's not a lot of models, but it's. So that would be would that be the breaking of the fellowship? I guess it would. Eh? Yeah, it's everybody but Gandalf, basically. Yeah. I've got to find a suitable Boromir model. Um, because I don't like the plastic fellowship one, but there's, there's rumors that there might be some made to order stuff coming out in the new year. I think I've seen stuff around, All right. maybe even games workshop had posted it. So plus I've got a cabinet full of stuff that's half painted that I could just finish painting. No shortage but, of models available. No. I'm not saying I'm not going to do anything because there are a lot of things coming out this year that I'm interested in, but I got to wait and see. Well, plus you also did a Forge World order today, right? For collectively for our little group. I did. And we all I had I think we all bought the two orc captains, the two yeah. new ones that are on pre-order. Yeah, the order was just four blisters of that. <laughs> was it really? Yeah, I I had I had probably four hundred dollars worth of other stuff on that order. Yeah, and I had to rein myself in. <laughs> right on. Um, yeah, I had one other thing I was thinking. I was thinking about getting a um, just one blister of the Gundabad Berserkers, but they were temporarily out of stock because I'm trying to get just like one blister of all that stuff so that I can do a battle company for for that army, not the whole hmm, army, but it's not just, a bad idea. Yeah. But no, yeah, it was, I was not to be. I was going to buy a warband, like 12 of the um, dragon acolytes mm -hmm. for the Easterlings. Um, and I held back because I want to see what the new stuff that's coming out is going to do with them. I'm not going to say I won't order them later, but that's that's something that I'm interested in. But yeah, I've I've been... I spent basically all morning trying to figure out what what I want to do and cool. it's tough. Yeah, like for me, it's like I have so much stuff. It's hard just to pick 800 points worth of stuff. But um, I've recently got a bunch of newer things. So that's sort of what's going to be the focus of my my painting. And I don't know how many points it adds up to. I have no idea, but I'll have no issue at all coming up with 800 points of models it's it's the painting of the models that's the problem or the hard part so i've got the king brand and uh prince bard the second and plus three blisters of the dale knight so it's what's that 11 okay. models um i recently got a set of the goblin mercenaries in our last forge world order so that'll yep. add that to my uh, goblin town army I've got three different versions of the Witch King mounted on horse to paint. I've got the original, <laughs> okay. yeah, I've got the original metal uh, one, and then I've got, I can't remember if it's plastic or resin, where he's got the flaming sword held straight up in the air. And then I've got the new plastic kit, which is still in box, haven't opened it yet. Yeah. Yeah. So I bought I've, the. Uh that made to order thing a while yeah. ago and then they came out with this plastic one last month or the month before I know. yeah yeah 
I was so angry. Well, it like, just means that I will be definitely when I put together the plastic, it'll be with the with the with the helm, not the yeah the cowled head. I also, like I mentioned, I want to do a Gundabad Battle Company this year. So the last Forge World Order, I got a blister of the bats. So there's just two of them. So I've got a bunch of Gundabad models to do, and I got two bats. And we'll see if I can add a few different models to that as well. Okay. One other thing that we both wanted to do that you mentioned earlier, which actually isn't MESBG, but we did say originally we were going to talk a little bit about some other games, workshop games here as well. So um, we're both going to do a Blood Bowl team yes. this year. Um, it's one of the things that we've all been interested in. Chris is really big into Blood Bowl you and I have played it uh, many times in the past. Uh, at our local club, we played it many years ago. Uh, Andrew's played it as well. Uh, did you buy the starter? You didn't buy the starter, did you? No, you two both bought the starter, so I figured I didn't need a... Yeah, Andrew and I both bought it. I'm not sure if Chris did or not, because he has everything. So I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, and so for me, I'm going to be painting my, my Black Orc team. That's going to be part of my, my hobby goal for this year. Um, so add that to the list as well. Yeah, yeah. I was dead set on doing Skaven. Uh-huh. And I, I bought a bunch of the Forge World models, like the, the big guy and one of the star players, to go with them. And then the Corn team came out last month it was another one of those dog and squirrel moments for you yeah well yeah i like the i like the corn um aos type stuff right but mm -hmm. i don't know i just i i basically flipped the switch and bought that stuff and built it all like that week and all i gotta do is paint it it's ready to go it's on my paint desk behind me yeah, one of the other things I want to do this year that I've been wanting to do for a, lar a long time is start a battle company's kind of gaming group with, you know, maybe around six people or a few more. And maybe just even meet like four or five times over the course of the year for sort of a day of battle companies. So like maybe get together and play three or four games of battle companies with your with your company and then track them over the course of the year. Like I've tried doing campaigns in battle companies where people were meeting like every week or every two weeks. And, you know, it, to me, it was just too frequent and didn't allow enough time to like, I like to convert my models and do all that kind of stuff. And generally after about six or seven games, usually those campaigns I find start falling apart. Um, so I yeah. want to try something a little bit different with that. So that's one thing I want to do and hoping to do Gundabad for that because I have some models. And then I still have Cursed City, which I bought when that came out early in the year, um, still with the plastic wrap on, even though the Games Workshop has announced that's coming out. So I still have that as well that I could be working on. So those are kind of all the things that I've got at least, you know, in the forefront to, to work on this year. By the way, did you see the uh, miniatures of the year for 2021 from, from Games Workshop, the community page? Yeah. 
What was up with that? The second the, place. Uh, the second place. That so was okay, let's first. just go. Let's just go over them. Okay. So coming coming in first place was the how do you pronounce it? Bellacor, Bellacor, the Dark Master. Bellacor, yeah. So the, he's a demon uh, the prince. First demon prince. Yeah, just an incredible demon model, and apparently can be used for 40k or AOS. And in third place yep. was High Marshal Helbrick of the Black Templars 40k, also awesome looking model. Yeah, both both models released kind of near the middle to end of the year. Oh, okay. Well, that would make sense. Um, so. But and no, then in um, second Bellacor place, definitely deserved it first place. Oh yeah, he was. That's an amazing model. Second yeah. place though is what what threw me for a loop. It's this <laughs> Dune Claw and Elathane's Soul Raid from Warhammer Underworld's Dire Chasm. Like, what the heck is up with that? It's like yeah. a crab. I think that was uh, a meme of last year, where people were goofing around with like hey wouldn't this be funny if this one model of the year oh okay and then, okay and then people actually made it win model of the year but i think games workshop was like ha 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 it's so funny that you guys did that but no it's not going to win model of the year <laughs> oh we'll let it take second place okay so yeah. maybe yeah okay so it was like a community driven vote sort of thing by yeah by, by it, the underworld like, community yeah, maybe? it was a it was a joke that kind of got pushed in the way that they didn't really want to see it i think is is i don't know it depends on who you talk to right yeah but yeah it, it's, yeah because nice i saw model. that and i'm like what the heck is this model doing even in like even the honorable mentions there's like a whole bunch of like incredible models in the in the honorable mentions and then there's this little tiny like crab model on like a 32 millimeter base and it's like what is this yeah like the entire orc line that came out for the new 40k orc line uh-huh all those new models are great and and people picked this crab to win but <laughs> yeah, it was it's... it was a joke thing right and uh, i think it's something games workshop kind of leaned into as well yeah yeah um but yeah it was it was okay funny that, that, i, I uh, figured it was some kind of janky thing going on there so okay so it was a yeah. community community driven sort of uh you know whatever you call that i don't know some a little needling to games workshop mainly maybe who knows yeah we'll move on now to the next section which is going to be called the mirror of galadriel and so we're going to review uh predictions that we made last year at the beginning of the year of what games workshop was going to be coming out with for mesbg uh garrett i don't think you were uh involved in that so we it was just drew chris and myself that gave predictions uh and then we'll give yeah, predictions for 2022 and i'll try to just go quickly through the predictions from from last year uh, I had predicted, and most of my predictions, to be honest, were wish lists. They weren't, you know, real. I wasn't really trying to guess what they were going to come out with for some of them. Uh, just stuff that I wanted to see. And the first one was uh, plastic ring wraiths. And I kind of imagined that maybe they would bring out a box set that you could make three different ring wraiths out of with maybe interchangeable parts. Um, they did come out with a ring wraith kit, which was foot and mounted. 
Uh, so we have agreed that I would get the point for that, even though the kit they came out with was, of course, the Witch King. Um, so not exactly what I had predicted, but close enough to, to get the point. Um, the other thing I had thought of was a supplement for Kazadum slash Moria. That did not happen, just because that, what I figured is, Kazadum is a really popular army, and it's it's one of few areas that the current team hasn't really addressed yet, the uh, Kazadum faction. Um, I had also guessed for a plastic kit for a uh, multi-part... Mordor orcs to replace the existing Mordor orcs, which are now 20 years old. Great models, but they've kind of seen their seen their day and kind of think that the game needs a new updated kit for for orcs. Because uh, yeah, it's definitely yeah, it's just one of those armies that it's it's so big in the game can be used in multiple different factions. Uh, and the and the existing kit, although it's still decent, it, it is kind of tired at this point. The other one, which I was still, I'm I'm surprised every time I see a plastic kit come out, and it's not this, and that is a generic orc captain foot and mounted. Gotta be one of the most uh, unrepresented models in the game. Like again, so many different factions can take it, and there's never been. Uh, a model for just a generic orc captain, really, uh, foot and mounted. So that that's something that I'm still shocked to see that hasn't happened. So um, didn't get that right. And lastly was a supplement for Angmar slash Arnor. Again, just because it is one of the very few um, areas and factions that, that haven't been touched by, by the current team. So I got one out of five. Not, you know, not good, but I, I did get on the board. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about 2022 oh, for this year coming up? What do you think, what are you predicting we're going to see, Garrett? Give us um, some predictions. Okay. Look uh, into so the mirror gotta, of Galadriel. Yeah, figure out what uh, what, it, what might happen. <laughs> yeah. um, some of the things that I'm predicting are, I hope, obvious things. But um, they're like kind of wish listy, I guess you'd say. Okay. Um, the first is two new model kits, um, plastic model kits. Um, the first being something for the High Elf or Rivendell faction. Mm -hmm. um, maybe like a multi-part um, warband style kit that you could do almost to do either sword or sword and shield, or spear and shield, or bow type so of thing. So obviously this is for warriors. For warriors, yeah. yeah. Um, it might be something that comes out with uh, with a resin kit, kind mm -hmm. of like some of the other factions, like Iron Hills. Right. Um, kind of follow in their footsteps. Um, it's just something that, it's, a, it's not really a faction that's been, um, or it's part of the lore that hasn't been really addressed or looked at all that much yeah. in the game so far. Plus it's an area that they haven't explored, so it's it's very easy for them to, to go in that. It's possible we might see that. Uh, to go along with the, the Rivendell or High Elf list uh, would be a new plastic Numenor warrior kit 
mm-hmm. along the same lines with like guys with bows, um, spear and shield, and then yeah, because that's another that's another kit that's really old at this point. It's one of the very first kits to come out for the game, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm I'm thinking maybe they might do some kind of supplement for that as well. Um, that would be my prediction for like a supplement maybe. Um, I don't know if that's the first or the second age or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but something something in that time period. Um, to go along with that, like a prediction for a hero kit for, for something that goes along with that um, would be a kit for um, Isildur and Elendil, okay. both foot and mounted. So like um, a plastic we, kit, like the ones that they're coming out with now. Yeah, and it, it it's something that's very possible with with the um, the new hero plastic model kits that they've been doing. Mm-hmm. Because we know that they can do foot and mounted in the same box. They both kind of line up with that smaller hero level sprue that we've talked about before. Yeah. Or you guys have talked about before. You could easily fit one of those heroes in a box so you could do one or the other um again that could go back to just being a resin kit on forge world um because they also haven't released um i think it's an arian there's a there's another character that's mentioned in the the numenor list oh really and it's not actually brought up um, there's no model for it oh, okay. and there's no profile um, and it was everybody was speculating what it could be back when the rule book and the the army book first came out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's another hero that's mentioned, and there's no profile or model for him. So, oh yeah, um, so that could be something for sure. I'm hoping that 2022 is the year of Numenor. <laughs> um, so that's that's like four and a half things with the supplement because the supplement's kind of like maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. While I was doing all of my looking online today, something that came across and kind of sparked a, a little bit of a, hey, mm-hmm. here's my uh, my big prediction, is that we're going to get a new uh, Gwulivar model. A new which? Gwulivar? Oh, Gwulivar, yeah. Gwulivar. Yeah. Um, because if you go online, there's no model for it. Yeah. I searched for it. You can't find it. Yeah. So. Spoilers. That, that, could that one is into... on my list as well. Okay. But I was going to say, because that model's not there, maybe we are going to get some kind of Arnor, um, Angmar, which could be the next supplement. Because we're talking about War in the North, right? Mm-hmm. That's the next book that's coming out. So. Yeah. That's, so is, uh, that the, is that the last of your of yours because we're that's we're really, starting to yeah. get we're starting to get warm uh, when we're looking at mine now okay so that's that's kind of like it's like i said it's my predictions but it's more of a, a wish list because at one point i tried to do that high elf numenor army yeah and i just couldn't get it to work like i'm a models guy and the models just weren't clicking with me so i'm hoping that this well, year like, is going to be the year of those they were good when they came out, but let's face it, the old Numenor plastic models now are in need of replacement, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so let's let's go with mine. I already I already said that one of yours was the same as mine. Plastic kit for Goulevar. And I think there's gonna be a plastic kit for Goulevar because I think that they are gonna come out with a supplement for Angmar slash Arnor this year. Uh, it is a repeat of one of my guesses from last year. Um, but like you said, Garrett, War in the North uh, hasn't been touched yet. You know, Goulevar is no longer for sale on the website. I don't know. It just, to me, it seems like the obvious choice of something that's going to come out. And for the third one, going along with this, we've seen the Plastic Witch King come out. Well, you also mentioned maybe get some Plastic High Elves and, and whatnot. I think what we're going to see is a plastic kit for Glorfindel. That's right. He's finally going to get a mounted model, uh, plastic foot and mounted Glorfindel, because he was the guy that actually led the army that defeated the Witch King uh, and, the, and the Angmar force after they destroyed uh, Arnor. I forget the name of the main city in, in Arnor. But anyway... Um, uh, so that's the last city I know what you're talking about because I read the lore of Overdui yeah. or whatever his name is yeah, this yeah, morning. Yeah. But um, yeah, like they do have a metal model that's mounted for him, but it's like the unarmored version and it, it's, yeah. it's dated. It's we dated, need so. we need a new, a new like kick-ass version of uh, yeah of Glorfindel. Yeah. Get get your work on those CAD files, boys. <laughs> yeah. Okay, the last two are kind of getting into a little bit of wish listing. Um, and the first one, and again, this is kind of going back to one of my last years, which was um, Kazadum and Moria. But this this time, I'm going to guess that it's going to be a supplement focusing on Balin's expedition to Moria. So specifically uh, around that legendary legion it's the original legendary legion that isn't a legendary legion balance expedition to moria so again it's it'd be a great topic for a book because you could have like a whole bunch of scenarios with linked campaigns i'm sure there's a lot of them already written that they could just retool um you could come out with some some new forge world models for that uh legendary legion for balance kingdom of moria list um, you could even come out with some more uh, Moria Legendary Legions if you wanted. Uh, and what I would like to see as part of that too, something that I think that the uh, Kaza Dumb List really needs, is a new named dwarf uh, minor heroes. Because the dwarf list, like, they don't have any low point heroes. I think the lowest point hero they have is 65 points. So it's one of the challenges you have when you're putting a list together. Um, I'd like to see sort of a, a minor hero who was a ranger and possibly one that is a shield bearer. Um, so that's one of my lists, or one of my predictions for, for next year. And my last prediction, also with Kazadum. Uh, and this one here, it's kind of more, uh, it just makes so much sense to me um, that I think this would be something that we could see. And that is a new plastic sprue for Kazadum. So we already know they kind of doubled up all of the plastic sprues in the warrior boxes. So now when you buy, 
you know, used to be able to buy them like 10 at a time or 12 at a time. And now they're like 24 at a time. So if you buy the, if you buy the dwarf warrior set, you get 24 dwarves, but it's basically the same sprue times two. Okay. We also know that this whole thing about skew counts is big. Um, probably for all games and games workshop, but uh, no MESBG uh, range. Definitely. You hear them talk about SKUs and basically the number of products that are for sale. Like they have a limited number of SKUs they're allowed to have. So for me, it would just make so much sense for them to make a new sprue of dwarf Kazadom dwarf warriors that included Kazad guard, iron guard and vault warden team all on the same sprue so i'm not sure how many models you could fit but probably you're looking at one vault warden team and maybe three or four kazad guard iron guard each kind of thing and so having that sprue would allow you to combine it in the box set with the existing dwarf warriors and essentially you're getting like a whole army in the box and it would allow you to just remove three skews from the existing range because each one of those warrior elite warriors has its own skew so kind of combining you know all those different models into one new plastic kit and then combine that with something that's already for sale and make it a more desirable product yeah that is that is my big i could see that being um, that's my big outside the box prediction to me if I look at it from a business sense it just makes so much so much sense to do that um, but who knows we'll see what yeah. we'll, what they decide to work on they have limited resources with I forget how many guys they have doing uh, models and so far we haven't seen like a large sprue of warriors produced yet for I don't know how many years it's been so long so I think the last one was from the Hobbit the Hobbit range stuff um i couldn't tell you what the last one was but you know like the warriors of dale or one of those was probably the last one yeah that or the um stuff that came out with the desolation of smog yeah so yeah it could be warriors of dale it could have been the mirkwood uh rangers yeah or the the other the airborne dwarves though that yeah. stuff but like we haven't seen anything i don't even know how long ago that was that what year would that have been like 2016 2017 maybe at the latest something like that yeah it would have been around that time frame yeah since then we haven't seen like a full-size sprue of new plastic stuff come out well other than terrain yeah but anyway okay so those are our predictions for uh for 2022 We are going to go over the models for MESBG that were released in 2021. Um, starting with, in February, we had an Easterlings model come out, which was the Dragon Cult Acolytes. Not one that I bought because I don't play Easterlings. What about yourself, Garrett? Yep. 
Um, I do haven't. I had them on my shopping cart this morning. <laughs> and changed my mind before I hit the buy button. Right. Um, I really like the models. They're very nice. The rules for them are pretty cool. Um, just I don't have that army. So. Yeah, I like the models as well, and I do like models with throwing weapons. Um, I don't know if you ever listened to the podcast, The Duran Show. They haven't put anything out for a while, but they did an episode um, where they talked a lot about the, the Dragon Cult Acolytes. Um, give you a really good insight in, into the model and seem, seem to be doing very well for for the guy that was for was using them. So, like, I really like the model, and if I played that army, I would definitely have picked that up. And that's the kind of release that I like, is, is that it's adding a new model to an existing army that could use a new model, you know, because there wasn't a lot of variety in that list. So I, I love it when they see new models being added to existing armies that are small. Yeah, it's, it's so weird too. It just like out of the blue, yeah. here's this thing. There's nothing to do. Like it doesn't have anything to do with anything. No. And it well, just comes out. I think right? at the time too, like nobody knew anything about War in the North being no. like a, the next supplement coming coming down the road, you know? Yeah. Like I was, I was very tempted to buy them because I was thinking about starting. Um an Easterling's army for the new year, but yeah. I got to wait and see what happens first. Yeah. Very curious to, to see what's going to come out. out that I bought too many, but no, they're nice models. I really like them. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. They're um, like, they're very I, good at defeating people hiding. Oh yeah. Is that one of their special rules? Yeah. If they're defending a doorway or a wall, they uh, automatically pass their in the way because they're like super agile and jumpy. Oh, like if they win the dual roll, they don't have to roll yeah. it in the way to land a blow. Yeah, they're very good at assaulting a defended position. Oh, cool. That's a good um, one. And they also have like plus two to their jump, climb, and leap rolls. Nice. So it, it makes it that you're going to be a lot better for that. I guess they're the last stage as well before you become a dragon knight, which is like the hero that they have. Oh, okay, I yeah, think. the uh, the hero model with two swords kind of guy. Yeah, I think they're the last stage before you become one of those things. Nice. All right, so moving on uh, for March, I know this was a release that you will be familiar with. They had mm -hmm. uh, the Ants Quick Beam and Tree Beard. So one was Forge World and one was Plastic. Yeah, the uh, kind of... Uh, Get the nail on the head with putting the ants out in March. The March of like the, the ants in March. March of the ants, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I bought Treebeard as uh -huh. soon as he came out because the old metal model is super dated and Treebeard should not be smaller than the other ants. Yeah. Um, even and the like new Treebeard is ridiculously bigger than the old one, right? He is. I, I. He's on my paint table. Like he was one of the models that I tried to get painted for a tournament that we did, and I just couldn't get him finished. But yeah, he's he's a beautiful model. Absolutely love the kit. Um, it's a little tricky to put together because his legs and arms are about six or seven pieces each. But 
the detail is just it's amazing with that kit i i love it like i'm i was so happy i bought it yeah and you have an ent army i don't know how many ents you have painted but you have I like do. a good half a dozen of them at least yeah i have i've uh i think i have five normal ents and then the old metal tree beard with this new one mm-hmm. um i haven't bought quick beam because i actually converted one with the plastic models before they came out with this one um it's a nice model it's just it's forge world and i've already got stuff so and it's pricey i believe is it not yeah it's over a hundred dollars canadian yeah which is which is a tough pill to swallow i could buy two plastic ends for the cost of him so i could buy two convert up a quick beam and a um, (laughs) beach bone with with the the price of the one model but it, it's a nice model as well like anything forge world does is is beautiful but it's just one of those i'd rather some convert of them my can be pricey stuff. but i guess yeah. if you're if you're a guy that only plays ants you know there's yeah. only three available models so if if that was the case you would probably jump on it and you'd be all over it yeah but i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna do it in the future like yeah. it's definitely something that i could see myself doing because it, the the addition of those other two named Ents makes that army a lot more viable at different point levels. Yeah, well, that was one of the problems that army had was at certain point levels you were always giving up a whole bunch of points because yeah, you know you couldn't make the models add up to the right number. No. So, it was is very cool that they came out with them, which allowed them to be play at different levels, but. Yeah, both the model kits were were great. Um, like I say, I didn't buy Quick Beam, but Treebeard was a pleasure to build and even paint. Like I've added a bunch of extra foliage to him and mm-hmm. and that. Um, I just I gotta spend a little more time on him because he's a centerpiece model, right? So. Oh, for sure, for sure. All right, well, let's move on. So in July slash August. They came out with the new Dale models, which was King Brand, Prince Bard II, and the Knights of Dale. Uh, so I know I bought these right away because I do have, I think I bought two boxes of the Dale Warriors and painted them all up. And I did yep. run them once at a tournament with the with Thror and uh, some Grim Hammers because they're all yep. together in a green alliance. Um, but yep. I jumped on that right away. Haven't even opened them yet. They're still in the blister. I know Chris uh, from the podcast. He he bought or got. I think he got them as a Christmas gift. Actually, he got he got a bunch of these models, and he's already been sharing pictures of him assembling and painting these models because he's like a painting machine. That guy. Yeah, I think he's painted six of them already. Yeah, because he painted. I think he just painted two Bowman, and he had painted like four shield guys or something before that. So he's all over it already. Yeah. Um, Again, this is something that I think is a great uh, release. Obviously, it's being released for War in the North. But to me, this is just another example of them adding padding where padding is needed, and that is around the Dale models. They have a beautiful plastic kit, warrior kit for the Warriors of Dale, um, but that's it. That's all there is. There's nothing else. So adding adding a couple of unique name heroes and you know a new elite warrior model to mix in, you just created an army like out of 
nothing basically you know you had it you had one plastic kit now you have a whole army there it's pretty limited in what it can take but you can now field that as an army so that's why i bought that right away was because like i've already got the core of that army and essentially what i've got is now 11 miniatures to paint to add to that to create an army unto itself so i'm all over that and yeah. those are on my hobby list for for this year Oh, cool. Yeah, it's like a small little force, but uh, I'm sure there's going to be lots more coming out. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they have any if they have any new units. Like, we're still seeing releases come out for War in the North, and I'm <laughs> always wondering if, if we've reached the end or if there are still going to be a few more, you know? Like, we had the, the yeah. two Orc models come out recently. Yeah, there is another Easterlings... Um one done as well but i think we're going to talk about that yeah well we'll let the other two guys talk about that but yeah they've kind of hinted at a couple more easterling models showing like the black and white silhouettes of a couple of models and mm -hmm. i think there's a couple for for easterlings so hopefully yep. there'll be some other models for other armies in war in the north as well we'll have to wait and see i guess we will yeah did yeah. you did you end up getting the dwarf models uh no i did not actually that was yeah. uh was it the old dane and thor in the second or something yeah yeah i didn't buy them actually because i don't really plan on on playing that army and you know i have the i have the um is it thror army of army of thror yeah i have thror um and i have grim hammers and warriors of erebor I don't know, I just, like, to me, my focus, if I play that, will be on the Dale stuff. Um, yeah. Also, the Thorin II, I don't know if you've looked at the model closely, but it, you know, it's a good model, don't get me wrong, but it's definitely got some Warhammer influence on it. Like, if you look at the size of the guy's weapon, it's it's not to scale with all the rest of the MESBG stuff. It's definitely Warhammer looking, where all their weapons are huge. Um, yeah. So just a, a, a minor criticism there uh, on that, but it's not really the reason I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it just because, like you've said before, it's like you can't buy everything. Like and no, I, I have a huge collection. I've got way more stuff than I can possibly ever paint. So like at some point you just you do you do have to pick and choose what you want, um, and I'm a dwarf guy, but like to me dwarves are Kazadum, they're not Iron Hills or or Erebor, but that's just me. So yep. out of all of that, um, that's the first half of the year. So we're gonna let Andrew and Chris um, go over the the second half of the year releases. But do you have a favorite out of all of that stuff that we just talked about? Um, well, it's definitely Treebeard. Treebeard, yeah, of course. Yeah. The one that you it's bought. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's a, it, like I say, the kit's nice. It goes, it goes with the army that I already have. Um, yeah, it's, there's not, I don't know, it's hard to pick the other ones because I don't have those armies, right? So yeah, yeah. It might be a little different, but no, just the, the actual model itself is beautiful like we were talking about it while i was building at your house right mm -hmm. and i was like look at the detail like you couldn't 
you couldn't do something like this back when it first came out. Like even yeah. the old Ent models don't have the detail. Like his legs have branches going off of them that make cavities in the in the actual leg and like it looks like actual tree beard and it's just it's absolutely beautiful. I model. know. Every time I put together any recent GW plastic releases, whether they're for Lord of the Rings or another game system, it's just like I'm blown away by what they can do with the plastic kits now. And for the majority of the range for MESBG, it, it it's definitely like a generation behind. Like you don't see that. Like you look at all the new plastic kits that are coming out for the heroes in uh, Middle Earth, you can see what can be done. But there's not a whole lot of those kits out. Like, I don't know how many they are now, but probably a good half a dozen or maybe a little bit more. But it's still a very minor part of the range for MESBG. So it'd be great if they could start replacing some of the older models. Obviously, they don't want to have to replace plastic kits because plastic kits are just gold for them. But um, if they could start replacing some of the stuff that that was still in resin, for example... Um, with new plastic kits, it would be awesome. We just haven't seen them turn the corner yet where they can put out a full-size sprue um, for MESBG. So far, you know, all we're getting is the heroes in the little box, which is which is great. But, you know, one of these years, you're going to have to cross the line and come out with a new big yeah, sprue. Yeah, I forget what year we were at um, Nova... 2016 2018 yeah and that was that was like when we first heard of the the hero sprue adam called it i think yeah and uh they he said something about it being easier to produce those kind of sprues yeah than like a warrior sprue so like that to me said okay we're gonna get a lot of these older heroes updated right away and that's basically th- what's happened. I think the ease of it had to do with the demand, like just that there's so much demand from all of their other game systems for the larger sprues yeah. that it was just really hard to get the foot in the door for that. Whereas there was more availability, there's a greater chance to get into the production run with a like a smaller kit. Yeah, like the hero sprues, because there's not as... Well, there's still a lot of them for the different games, but... For sure. You only need, like, one or two of those per army, unlike the Space Marines, where you need, like, five or six boxes, right? Yeah, yeah. Thing, so... Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, for me, my favorite is definitely the King Brand and Prince Bard and the Knights of Dale. Um, yeah. I already talked about why, so I won't rehash all of that. Um, but... You know, I'm looking forward. It's going to be one of my early uh, projects, I think, to to paint those up and, and complete that army. The only thing that's missing now from that is um, the what's the siege weapon that that they have? The thing that brought down smog. The uh, I forget the name of that giant crossbow thing. Wind lance. The wind lance. Yeah, like I don't think that model is available still. It um, is. It is. Yeah, but you can only get it with Bard. With Bard, yeah. So it'd be good if they could... I'm curious to see if that's going to be in in the new uh, War in the North supplement, if they're going to have the Windlance in there, and you know if they will 
um, come out with that in uh, another format, just like without mm-hmm. Bard and maybe just a regular crew? I guess I guess it all depend on um, if they actually remake them because the last known one that was in the movies was destroyed. True. With, with Smog and him, right? Yeah. So, unless like I, I'm assuming they have the technology to rebuild them, but yeah, I'm sure they got the I'm sure they got the design somewhere, and they yeah. were able they were able so to rebuild it after we after can the rebuild fact. him. We have the technology. <laughs> yeah. Who knows when you're going to encounter another dragon or some other giant worm or something. True. It's good to have a wind city. Handy. Yeah. All right, or cool. multiple of them. All right. Okay, well, I think that's it for Garrett and I. Um, up next is going to be Chris and Andrew to go over all of their predictions and and hobby goals and all that stuff and they'll carry on with the rest of the GW releases for for 21 but thanks everyone for joining Garrett and I for the first half of this episode yeah thank you thanks for having me back on again it's fun yeah I'd love to have you back on again sooner than later yeah we'll have to do like a mid-year or even uh maybe like a quarterly update yeah, we should. We'll we'll touch base with you and see how you're doing with your with your alerts and scouts, <laughs> seeing if you've actually primed a model or anything like that. Yet. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be good. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for joining Garrett and I, and stay tuned for Andrew and Chris. And we're back, which is a surprise because we're switching it up. Or maybe Don and Garrett talked about it in the intro. I don't know which. <laughs> uh, it's uh, Andrew here, and I am with Chris, our fourth amigo. Hello. How are, how's everybody doing? I, I'm hoping they're doing well, and I am too. How are you doing, sir? I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm uh, disappointed that I'm, we're back in lockdown a little bit, but uh, to me, that means more things to paint. I agree totally. I am. I'm looking forward to uh, a chance to start painting some more models. I've. Uh, I've got my my desk set up. So I'm looking at my computer, my business stuff, and all my models staring at me, saying, "Please put more paint on me." <laughs> Are these the models that you were supposed to complete last year? That both you, Don, Garrett did not complete the challenge. And I was the only one to complete the army challenge. So, spoiler alert, yes. I will say that I am not last. Um, I have paint on my models. <laughs> I know uh, a certain someone by the name of Garrett who didn't even finish assembling and priming his models yet. So, I'm okay knowing that I, I scored a third, a solid third. <laughs> <laughs> I think I finished in July, I believe. It was trying to encourage you guys to get it done. I, I think you finished as many armies as we put up for the challenge. <laughs> I did do a lot. Yes, I Good. did. So. Well, we're going to save that for a little bit later, but that was pretty much the gist. Let's dive into some uh, GW releases for 2021. Now, they walked through the first half, and we have no clue what they were. Uh, and so since we're going to be providing a favorite, uh, I'll just quickly run through the first half, and then we can dive into the second half. So in February, there were the, uh, the dragon, dragon called Acolytes. Um, in March, there were the Ents. There was Quickbeam and Treebeard in a very compromising pose. Uh, then there was uh, March, April, which was the Erebor Reclaimed. So it was Dane and 
Thorin the Third Stonehelm. Uh, and then in July, August was King Brand, um, and there's Prince Bard, and then there was the Knights of Dale. And then we jump into the latter half of the year. And what Correct. happened in October, Chris? Well, October we saw the release of Witch King mm-hmm. uh, on a horse and on mount and and not mounted, and it was a beautiful model again. And All I'll right. tell you the reason why. One of the things that I like the most about what GW is doing with these releases is fixing the poses of horses and fixing the musculature of horses, <laughs> which I think has been fantastic. So that was one release, and the second one was the long-awaited new supplement, Fall of the Necromancer. Whether this was a good thing or not depends on who you're playing and mm-hmm. what armies people are coming because there was a couple of legendary legions in there that um, there's been a storm of uh, backlash, I would say, in the community on some of those legendary legions. Mm-hmm. One of them for sure. They've vanquished the opposition, I'll say that. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Uh, there was also uh, some, the dice, there was the, the Angmar dice. That's and correct. The, the Runes of Dodal Dur dice. Um, I get you? both of them, which I got. Oh, you got both. Uh, I only got the I one. I did get both, and I got an extra set, because Games Workshop has a new supply chain system in their DC that somehow made an error and gave me two, which I will thankfully take. Exactly. GW has no issue giving you those things because uh, they, yeah, the, the, the prices of the products are high enough that it's okay to make the occasional mistake. That's right. So uh, if I got your dice set, I apologize, whoever's <laughs> dice set they didn't get filled because I have it now. And if you'd like it, uh, that will cost you a little bit of a pretty penny. <laughs> They're all sold out online, aren't they? They are all sold out online. Oh, and the new one's all sold out as well. And I think the only way you're going to find it is if you go to a local store and hope that they have it in stock. I think the only dice I've gotten outside of like the ones you get for the beginning of the... Uh, so I got the 300s dice. I've got um, the Mordor dice that you, we got at the beginning of this this new book. Um, I picked up the the green, the, the, the translucent green, like the Dol Guldur dice. Right. I love yeah. those looking dice. And then for some reason, I love the look of the new... Um, Vampires dice, new AOS vampires. Okay, yeah, yeah. With, yeah. The, with the black dice with the red dragon. I'm like, oh my god, that looks so sexy. I just wanted those, want those for the sake of owning them. <laughs> yeah, the one, I, the one I regret, like now I get them all, mm-hmm. but the one I regret not getting is the Gandalf dice. Ooh. Every time I see it in a tournament, I'm so mad that I did not get them. I Not that I think it's amazingly better than some of the other ones. Mm-hmm. I just, it was a nice one to have, and because I'm starting to have Gandalf in some of my armies, mm-hmm. I kind of want his dice, right? So now, from now on, even if I don't have an army, mm-hmm. I'm going to just always buy those dice because mm-hmm. I never know when I'm going to build an army. I seem to be building multiple armies every year now, and my collection is growing uh, exponentially in, mm-hmm. in the Lord of the Rings area. So I might as well start collecting all the dice. Exactly. Now, when you say the, the Gandalf dice, you're referring to the red dice with the black or the white logo, or you're the fr- white the white dice with the black logo. It was like mm. a long time ago. Oh, they, they're okay, okay. old, old dice. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's okay. the one I'm, I'm talking about. Oh yeah, I oh, said so back from the old days, like like ten plus, yeah. twenty plus years ago. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Okay. Okay. Uh, so the, the this the, the fall of the necromancer supplement was a surprise thing to everybody because they were expecting the war in the north to come out. Correct. And then, you know, it's a bit of divisiveness with that uh, with that one, at least one legendary legion. But I don't mind. Um, I'm excited to play it, so I'm not going to complain. Um, hey, listen, you know, I'm not one to complain. You, you, we talk. We have a little chat between the four of us that mm-hmm. we always talk about it, and I know we brought up 
this list, this Vanquishers oh, list. And I actually got to play it in the one or two tournaments that I played mm -hmm. this last year. Uh, one of them, the first army I played was a Vanquisher list. And, mm -hmm. and here's what I would say about it. One, is it super fun to play against? No. Okay? It's not super fun. But I would argue that if you're going to a tournament and you're playing in a tournament, there are going to be armies that you are not going to have fun against. There's got to be, It doesn't matter what it is. You're going to eventually get matched up against someone who does not have a match like you. Mm -hmm. So, it was it fun? No. Uh, but, do I think that it should be banned from tournaments? I don't think so. I don't think it's as tough as it is, so I'm a little bit on your side, Andrew, on this mm -hmm. one. The one thing I do have a frustration with is, when you pick these legendary legions, especially something like that, that has 9,000 rules, Yes. I think it has to be on the onus of that person to really know their rules, because... What I experienced, and I don't think this is the fault of the person who was playing, mm -hmm. I kind of trusted that player that he knew his rules very well. Mm -hmm. I later found out through text to Andrew, by the way, everybody, <laughs> uh, that, wait a minute, how did he get to you? Because I think one of the questions you asked me, because I played a game where I just said keep away, because mm -hmm. if I could stay 18 out, I had a fast hunter army. Mm -hmm. I stayed 18 inches out and just was peppering with shots and just buying time until the tournament ends because the match I had, although was not advantageous for me, I mm -hmm. had a banner, he did not. Right, right. So all I had to do was stay alive mm -hmm. and I was doing that. So I was staying 18 inches out. Mm -hmm. What had happened to me was all of a sudden Sorcerer's Blast were kidding me from 18 inches out. And I, which I asked the question, wow, that seems very, very powerful. 18 inches of a Sorcerer's Blast? And he's like, yeah, that's the rule. And I was like, okay. Silly me, on me, I should mm -hmm. tell, I should have said, can I see that? Mm -hmm. Right? But yeah. I just trusted. And again, this is about these rules, right, yeah. that you have to know it. So my complaint is not on the army. I think it should stay in tournaments. I think it can be beat. I think you just have to play differently. It might not be what you want to do. Because I did say it to you, it wasn't fun, just moving away all the time. Yeah. But I could win, mm -hmm. right? So I anyway, that's my that's my two cents on the tangent we just took there on that. Mm -hmm. But oh yeah, I, I know why everybody's upset about that follow of the Necromancer book. But mm -hmm. I don't see a problem with it. I, I you know it, it is what it is. I've played some tabletop simulator games with it, um, and yeah, there's a lot of rules. Like I think in the whole army, there's maybe forty or fifty rules, spells, all these things you have to know. And like the order of operations in which you move things will affect the radiuses because a lot of those radiuses rules are very small, three inches. So Correct. moving one model here and then casting your spell a certain way, you, you might be out and you don't get your reroll from Saruman. All these things pile up and I'm just like, it took me at least a game and a half to figure out, oh, right, okay, there's this and this. And then I think by the end of game two, I'm like, oh wait, Elrond has Gift of Foresight. I haven't been playing with that for two games. Yeah. And like, so there's just so many rules that to ask someone who plays like a standard army to remember all that no you're just you're not yeah and, and in a tournament that's a good point with an army like that the order of operations matters and sometimes in tournaments people are like oh i'm gonna do this on the way i'm gonna do this but in that army you can't do that i can't no. just accept yeah i did it when i was here and i already moved this guy like it, it, if you're gonna play that army unfortunately you got to take your time it's not a rush you mm -hmm. only have five models take your 15 or 20 minutes to do it right mm -hmm. um you know if if you're playing goblin town okay maybe you rush a little bit but there's not ten thousand rules you're just rushing yeah. forward so to me that would be my advice to people that play that army if you want to try it 
it is it is a powerful army. It's definitely top tier for sure. Mm. Uh, but don't don't go in and rush it and make a mistake because then you're going to have your opponent have a sour experience. Mm-hmm. Which again, I don't sour from those. I was like, okay, not that's not happening again. Yeah. Is what my answer to you was, <laughs> and I still did well the rest of the tournament. It was just yeah. that one. And and to be honest, I didn't lose by much, mm-hmm. and I lost because. I got fired 18 inches out. <laughs> All right? Otherwise, this would have never happened. I would have had my yeah. whole army because every guy that died, almost every guy that died, was outside of 18 inches. Yeah, yeah. So you played it right. Um, and, and you're right. Like, this is a list that you have to think very um, very carefully about. And even though there's five models, you will take as long as a normal army takes to move because you have to think of everything. But anyways, let's move on from our side tangent. <laughs> uh, and let's dive into November. We had the box game of Bal- uh, Battle for Balin's Tomb and the Rohan Stronghold. So the Rohan, the Rohan Stronghold was just a re-release, right? That was not a new... Yeah, that was... Um, I think it was more like a Christmas boxed thing where they like boxed three kits together. Like, it was like six or seven kits together um, as like this yeah. one mega thing. I think they offered it when, when Rohan releases were coming out. I think this was back in the time of mm-hmm. uh, when Amor was, was coming out. They had released a bunch of that and they did a one-time like box set with all of them in and then they it was a limited release and it looks like they re-released those again. So mm-hmm. that that's something people have seen before and then... The Balanced Tomb was, to me, or the the Battle for Balanced Tomb, was a great way to get people into this to this this game. There is a mm-hmm. big, hot board game market. There is. Um, oh, yeah. You can't deny it. Um, I play a lot of board games myself. Uh, I thought that this was a great way to try to potentially get people into the hobby or into this game. And I know some people poo-pooed kind of this, but you got to remember what it represents. A... For existing players, it could represent an opportunity to get a, a whole army together. But for um, brand new players, it's a way to introduce the idea of this of this game to people mm-hmm. and hopefully get them hooked. And on top of that, you also can um, wrap in your Battle for Balance to models they had from ages past and mm-hmm. shrink their skew list. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, I mean, I mean, you can't go wrong. It was a very affordable way to oh, get yeah. all those models, right? So if you're looking to to get the fellowship and some some goblins, I mean, mm-hmm. that's the best way. I'd tell you to buy that before I tell you to buy the individual stuff. Agree. I would almost look at that as almost like a sort of a pseudo second starter set. You know, correct? You get, yeah, you get yeah. Two armies out of it. Yeah, so. and, oh, and a good intro. I, I haven't. I didn't buy that because I pretty much have all those models. But mm-hmm. you know, I want. I want to. I might buy it just to get the rules to see like how they did it mm-hmm. and what the scenarios are. But I thought it was a great idea. Yeah, no, it was smart. Uh, and what happened in, De- in December? So in December we saw. Uh, one second, I just gotta because I want to make sure I get this right. Mm-hmm. We saw the release of two new orc models. Ragouche and Mugzar. I think that's how you pronounce them. I'm not very good at pronouncing these. <laughs> we also saw a tease mm-hmm. for a new Easterling uh, Dragon Knight kit, which um, we we have like a preview of it. I think I saw like of the uh, one little snap of it. Mm-hmm. They look great. Um, and then of course you had another preview for um, a hint for a 2022 supplement, which mm-hmm. is Defense of the North, yeah. and a silhouette of a mystery 
looks like Easterling um, character, which you would probably know more who that is. Oh, it would probably be the Dragon Emperor, because the Dragon Emperor from the fluff, for the story, I shouldn't say fluff, sorry, 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 from the story of the Lord of the Rings, the <laughs> Dragon Emperor would have gone north. He was directed by Sauron to to lay waste to Dale and um, to Erebor. So yeah, it would be the Dragon Emperor on Palaquin. Um, so I'd be shocked if it wasn't him. It like, wasn't him. Yeah. We, I also missed one. The Others, terrain. Yeah, The $5,000 terrain of Amon Hend, which is a beautiful terrain set, mm-hmm. but I think the price point is just really expensive to, for like, something you could probably model yourself. Is it like three fifty five hundred or something like that? It's two, I think Canadian, it's about 300 or something mm-hmm. like that. By the time you put taxes in and stuff, you're, you're looking at 400 bucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's gorgeous. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't go wrong with it. But for 400 bucks, I would rather spend 400 bucks on other models. Like, what would I would use it for is maybe a terrain in a tournament that's going to be really beat up, mm-hmm. right? And you just spent that. More likely, what you're going to use it for is a display board. That's a very expensive display board. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, like, 400 bucks in, in MESBG terms is at least two armies. Or if you want to go big for, like, a Forge World army, you're good. You're good with that. Correct. Right. I mean, I'd rather buy... You're, you're halfway to a smog at that point. You might as well just buy smog. Pretty much. Uh, you know, or you can to just, me, that's what it is. Or, or you could be like three quarters of the way to smog if you want to buy off Garrett. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think Garrett's using it for an investment, though. I think I think he bought it when it was like... He bought it a long time ago. Oh, something yeah. like when it was 400 bucks. Yeah, yeah. And he's looking online the other day. I think he said, it's like, oh, it's like five... I just made a just made 25... Uh, percent. We're like, just hang on to it, man. It's going to be $1,000 soon. Exactly. Just keep so. appreciating value. That's right. Um, for for all of this, I'm really excited about the the Razgush and the Musgar, um, the the Mordor orcs because they're they're one. There's a leader. It's like it's a shaman. Um, it has a lot more flexibility to the army. I mean, are they like wildly amazing? Like something like a Thranduil? No, but like mm-hmm. Razgush is like he tickles my fancy because he allows you to bring bat swarms into Mordor for green. Yeah, I'm, I'm th- I, I think he, I think he's going to be. I mean, listen. All four of us bought this pack. Yeah. So if there's one thing, if we look at this list, I think I looked at the list, even the ones that Garrett and uh, Don went through. Mm-hmm. The one that all four of us bought was this pack. Yep. So obviously it's something that, listen, if you have a mortar armor, why would you not buy this pack? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it adds more flexibility to your point in your army. On top of that, I mean, you can't go wrong with the Forger models. They are oh gorgeous. God. And the, the detail on these models are unbelievable so Mm -hmm. i i I agree with you i think this is one where you know i don't know if it's my favorite but it's Mm -hmm. definitely one that yeah it's a must-have in in my books agreed so we've talked about all of them so what do you think is your favorite for 2021 so i have two i'm gonna gonna, my second one is a potential favorite so my number one is the Knights of Dale. So, mm-hmm. as you know, my army uh, that I'm working on right now is a defense to the north army. So, I have an Ironhead's army. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm building sort of the Dale piece of it. These these models, these Knights of Dales, are some of the most beautiful uh, models mm-hmm. I've seen in a while. I think, again, you got to think in the realm of this is not high fantasy. So, this mm-hmm. is like... It's very realistic. The armor looks really nice. The coat, the capes are beautiful. I just finished painting four. I got another four almost done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm adding 12 to my army. Mm-hmm. So that was my favorite 
um, release from a look wise perspective and from a you know excitement to get me to do a new army. So that yeah. was my favorite. My second one mm-hmm. is whatever that dragon emperor looks like. <laughs> I might be buying. Uh, an Easterling army. And I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. As you know, I usually build now, when I build uh, new armies, mm-hmm. I try to get a good and the equivalent evil to match mm, it. So true. I bought a Lake Town army, built a Lake Town. What did I build? Hunter ar- arcs to go with it. Mm-hmm. So this is going to, if I'm doing defense against the North, Easterlings are there. But I want to see what that model looks like. Like, I want to see the detail because I think, you know, we just talked about it just before we got on the podcast is. Mm-hmm. I'm a, you, you were saying that you're fearful of kind of Games Workshop going the Age of Sigmar high fantasy. I'm in agreement with you. Yeah. I don't think Lord of the Rings is high fantasy. So no. it's got to be realistic looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, right. the idea of high fantasy is always, to me, it's always been magic, right? Magic, magical mm-hmm. items, magical weapons. And that's like a rarity you see that kind of stuff. And even a lot of the times when you're watching the wizards fight, they are fighting. They're not casting spells and blowing stuff mm-hmm. up. They're swinging swords. So I'm really hoping they they take the approach they have with a lot of the current um, sculpts that they're doing and just take really detailed like low fantasy uh, looking models and just create this beautiful sort of centerpiece because that if they do it right and I think they will they're GW it'll be a beautiful centerpiece model yeah I mean if you think about historical right Mm -hmm. if you think about kings and queens of Egypt and all these they do get carried a lot of them did get carried on sort of a a platform so Mm -hmm. it makes sense I just don't want it to have like weird like, it, it's got to be, like, angles that make sense. It can't be, like, weird things on there. It You know, st- stuff that you would see in Age of Sigmar. Not that there's anything wrong with Age of Sigmar mm-hmm. or 40K. But in those worlds, it is more fantastical. When you mm-hmm. watch the movie, it's more realistic. Even though there is, like, yes, there's a dragon. And there's magic. And there's all those things. But it's it's that keeping it in the theme is mm-hmm. is, is important to me to make sure that the look still feels good. Agreed, hundred percent agreed. And you're when you, I remember you, you, you were telling me about the, the the low fantasy, keeping the feel, keeping it, um, and and the way that, that that feels to you. And almost immediately, I changed the paint scheme to my Gondor army. I'm like, that's too high fantasy. That doesn't, doesn't really fit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I don't want to mock anybody's at tournaments, anybody's painting. Oh, um, you, you have the right to paint whatever you. So if you want to paint pink. Uh, elves, I think I saw that one time at a thing. That's up to you. I mean, like, that's your, it's your freedom. Mm-hmm. To me, though, it's just, it doesn't fit. I didn't see anybody wearing pink in six movies, or I read, I didn't read any <laughs> page where somebody said, that guy had a pink pair of pants on. And so I, I'm very, uh, when I paint the models, mm-hmm. I want them to be painted like the book or the movie. Mm-hmm. So it ha, you know, people go, well, you're just copying the, the paint scheme. Well, yeah, because. It's referencing the actual book and or movie. So, mm-hmm. like, to me, that's what it's important to me. But, again, you could do whatever you want with your models. Yeah. Well, I, I've, I've taken the, the idea of, of what you suggested for my rangers, and I, I tweaked it a bit uh, to sort of continue with my, my paint style, which I'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, as for my favorites, I'm going to say... Model-wise, I'm going to say the Witch King. I'm super excited. I bought him. I'm super excited to play it. Um, the moment I saw that model, I'm like, I'm going to do Mordor again. I, I, I got out of Mordor when the new edition came around, but when I saw that model, I was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's pulled me back in. 
Uh, and then I guess for a new like supplement, I mean, or I guess new something else, my favorite would be the Fall of the Necromancer. Like when I saw the Vanquishers list, I was like, oh man, this looks like so much fun to play. I mean, mm -hmm. it's going to get tweaked by GW, there's no doubt. The amount of like negative uproar about this uh, is going to cause this list to get tweaked. And I'm fine with that. Whatever it ends up as, right. it's already going to be better than the White Council that originally existed in The Hobbit. Uh, yeah. So I'm super excited to see where it goes. And um, it just it's an army that plays unlike any other because it's so... You have to think like three turns ahead. You're so, be so tactical, yeah. and that to me is just that wins me over. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, when I played it, you had to be, you had to think a lot differently. I was so different thinking, looking at which model. That, the the other question I always had was like, which model do you kill first? Like, it's different depending on what army you actually have, mm -hmm. and so it, it is a. And, and here's the thing I like about it, um, is it got models on the table you never saw before. Mm -hmm. So if 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 it takes. A little bit of a couple months of what they say is broken or whatever. Who cares? As long as there's new models on the table and new armies on the table. And you know what it actually introduced too? People started bringing new armies to try to offset it. So now yeah. I get a whole new set of armies that I've never seen at a tournament. So to me, that that's what the purpose of this is. Now, yes, I think they're going to tweak it. I'd be interested to understand what you think they're going to tweak um, to make it better. Like mm -hmm. I had a couple ideas like... Like, to me, it's, you know, tone down some of the reroll stuff, and mm -hmm. I think it'd be fine. But yeah. other than that, I, I, I don't know. I, I think it was a great play. Yeah, so do I. Uh, <laughs> um, army challenge how did we do well we already talked about that uh, one of us did phenomenally he actually finished almost he almost finished four armies on his own uh, he might have actually finished four he'll let me know um, but I'll dive into how I did um, which is not finished and I was doing my Rangers of Athelion um, which I was super excited for, and then they nerfed it, so I had to change it halfway through the year. <laughs> which, whatever, it's fine. Um, I already was already going to take Frodo anyways in the army, so I was fine with them having to add Sam and Gollum, whatever. Um, and then, for me, the excitement of this list was I sort of dove heavily into the nature theme. Um, and that got me the really, that was the most exciting part about it for me in terms of the painting. But then I thought to myself, I don't really want to paint like 39 models to look the exact same. That is so boring. So, what I did initially was I painted, um, like, I broke. I took the 36-ish rangers I have and sort of split them into four different segments and I painted their cloaks a different color which as I now look at it looks very reminiscent of like you know spring summer fall winter um, each color sort of aligns with that and then I pretty much created like a list of like you know, maybe like eight or nine colors um, and I went through this massive color coding objective of looking at what components of each model I could paint different colors and I just essentially, I would say randomized it so that those nine colors are, are on all 36 models, they're just not in the same place on all 36 models. And so it creates variation without actually changing the paint scheme. So it's still a very cohesive scheme. It's just not like, it, when you look at it, it's broken up. It's not like this massive blob coming towards you. I mean, I, I listen, I, I saw your previews because you sent them through the chat. Mm -hmm. um, I like them. I, I really do. I, I actually, when you sent it, it was like way early in last year, yeah. and I was like, "Oh my god, this guy's gonna beat me!" I was like, "No way!" And then I went like crazy, um, just because I thought you were very close. Because. 
to me, most of the model is that cloak, like the most yep. of the work, especially because you're blending and you're and you're highlighting it up. Mm-hmm. So when I saw all your cloaks done, I was like, oh my god, he's mm-hmm. going to be done so fast. And I did like this model, and I and I actually think, um, listen, I paint a lot of models mm-hmm. a year. Like I, out of our group, I probably paint the most models out of everybody. Yeah. Probably Don comes in second, but mm-hmm. I, I uh, last year I did over about a hundred, but I usually average about two hundred a year. Last year was an anomaly, but you know, one of the greatest things to do to get an army done is mm-hmm. exactly what you said: split it into groups, stick to like, come up with you know, ten colors. Okay, mm-hmm. including washes and all that kind of stuff, and you can get through an army pretty fast. Yeah, and I think that's the best way to do it. And then again, have fun with it and theme. And I, I love this idea too because in tournaments, this is a great idea too because then you can have war bands that are colored, so you know exactly how many to put in, and so it actually speeds your play up a little bit. Exactly, uh, because you know how to set it up. So, yeah, it, it it's coming along really well. I've got them all sitting out here with all my paintbrushes and paints, and I'm like. Next week, I'll finally be able to get a chance to start putting more paint on them. I've got my wet palettes. I'm all ready to go. And uh, yeah, I really want to get this army done before we move on to the, the 2022 uh, Hobby Challenge. So let's talk about you. How did you do? So so I did complete the challenge. Uh, the goal was, uh, I had two goals. One was mm-hmm. to paint a hunter orc army. The mm-hmm. second one was, how can Andrew make uh, Chris a better player? And so I asked mm-hmm. you to actually create me a list. Um, so I painted everything in that list plus some, right? Because then I, I always want to have flexibility to like take in and take out. So I did that. So it worked out to be around 50 or 60 models in total yeah. um, that I painted up on a hunter orc army. They're all on Lake Town bases because I have a Lake Town army and I mm-hmm. wanted to have the equal piece. Uh, and I'm a big theme guy. So yeah. um, one of the things is I made sure Andrew was like, you can't. Like I don't, I can't have a Azog, mm-hmm. right? Like so, I had to. When Andrew was creating my list, I gave him restrictions. Like it has yep. to be people that p- could have been at Lake Town from a Hunter Orc perspective, which mm-hmm. is basically Bold. Uh, I still said Fimble and all those guys because yep. I'm just assuming they were in the background somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so I finished all those. I also painted. I believe three three Blood Bowl armies. Um, so those are my in-betweens. Uh, so I did uh, Snotlings. I finished an Ogre army. And I finished the Necromancer team, or the ones oh, that wow. looks like Halloween. Mm-hmm. So I did three of those. And then I painted Treebeard tree for fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was funny because you had said, like, I think Garrett is the one who plays uh, Fangor. He's out uh, yeah. all the models. And he buys it. And then I buy it. And I finished painting it, and Andrew was like, how is the guy who doesn't play this army finished painting it before you even... Uh, that's your army. So anyways, I did do that uh, as well. So, And then I peppered in here some Rohan stuff that I needed to clean up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I got just over 100 models, um, which is low, because uh, the month, the year before, I did 241 models. Yeah. So I was happy with what, what I got out. I actually mm-hmm. got to play the Hunter Orc armies before the lockdowns yeah. happened again. And I, I loved it. I mean, Andrew, yeah. the list you gave me was very competitive. I can tell you that. I, I've never seen the power of a Warhorn, by the way, because mm-hmm. I never played an army. I, I had Rohan, but I never put a Warhorn in it. You don't need it for them, yeah. You don't need it for them. Yeah. I mean, this, the Warhorn, was a game changer. I couldn't believe how much of a game changer it is. You just park him in the back, yep. and everybody is safe. <laughs> like, it was so good. Like, there were so many times... Where that Warhorn came into place. And I couldn't believe how powerful it was. Anyways, 
The army is great. Mm-hmm. Bolg is a beast. Oh my god. I sent him into a Rohan. I played a Rohan guy, and um, he couldn't kill Bolg, and then Bolg got into the lines, and oh. you get, like, more than five kills with Bolg. Mm-hmm. He becomes a monster. Yep. Like, you cannot... Like, first of all, he's got terror now all of a sudden, and nobody mm-hmm. could charge him, and then he kills everybody that kills him, and, and it was just... I couldn't believe how powerful he was. Anyways, I had a great time with it. Good. Um, but yeah, I, I finished up my uh, challenge army as per the plan, and mm-hmm. I finished in July, I believe. So I think so. I think I think you were like, I think you actually finished the army probably in like May or June, but you finished the display board as well in July. So. Correct. Correct. That's <laughs> yeah. right. So That's you were right. well finished like six months in advance. Um, okay, so uh, let's dive into. The hobby challenge for 2022. Now Don sent me these notes, and he wrote 2020, but I assume he's getting <laughs> some uh, some 2020 recoil from what's going That's on right. this year. So let's switch it to 2022. So yep. uh, I think he's probably already walked through the uh, the rules for this, but essentially 800 points were the models, uh, a minimum of 30 models, cav count is two, uh, monsters count is four, converted models count as two, but like a real conversion, none of this hand yeah. sw- weapon hand and head weapon swap that doesn't count. But Chris, you've taken on a new challenge in addition to that. I have. So, so my my army of choice is going to be uh, the defend defenders of the north. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to add to that. So that should be fine. I, I'm going to have, I believe, fifty models because I bought two boxes of Dale, mm-hmm. and then I bought twelve knights, and then I think the characters, which are four, like the king, bard. Uh, I don't remember the other two, the dwarf guys. But anyways. I bought all those. So that's the mm-hmm. army. That's my army challenge. That's more than 30. That's good. But in order to encourage you guys to try to finish the, the, the <laughs> challenges here, I have made a thing. I will paint equally um, amount of Lord of the Rings models okay, mm-hmm. for everything that you, Don, and Garrett complete. So in order for me to pass the challenge this year, mm-hmm. not only do I have to finish my 750, mm-hmm. but my model count has to be the sum of the three of your model pl- completed. So right. that's the extra challenge, right? So <laughs> if you finish a 30, a Don finishes a 30, and Garrett finishes 30 models minimum, I have to paint 90. Right. So, right. well, I'm actually going a lot further than that. I'm uh, For my challenge army, it's probably going to be based on the rules of probably 60 or 70 models. <laughs> so. Well, there you go. So if you finish 60 or 70 models, I have to do 60 or 70 models Plus whatever Garrett gets, which is like five. Yeah. And okay. then whatever Don does, which is probably about a hundred. So I think I'm going to be somewhere in the range of hundred and fifty to two hundred models I'm gonna have to paint this year. But this is to kind of encourage you guys, mm-hmm. but also force me to get beyond my hundred because I did go into a painting slump for like three or four months after mm-hmm. after I finished the Hunter Armies. So I really wanna keep my painting up and let me, let's start this. How many models have you painted to date yet? To date yet, zero. Now I'm 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 an accountant. I'm doing That's year right. end, so That's I, right. <laughs> not even looking at a model. But but uh, end of December, I did I did have some time, and I like went hog wild on my rangers. So the reason why they were like you know sixty five percent, seventy percent done is because I went like crazy in that one Correct. week off, and it was so much fun. Um, but anyways, so for yourself, how many models have you painted? Uh, I'm at six already. Mm-hmm four on the table which Mm -hmm. are almost done so i would say by friday you'll see a picture of them so that would get me to 10 lord of the rings and i have one blood bowl model done so i'm at 11 models so so far um and i think i gotta pace that in order to keep going Mm -hmm. and to be honest i'm trying to avoid 
I waste too much time on iPads and stuff like that. And, mm. and so I find like I've got to do something different. And that's what I'm also trying to do is get away from that kind of stuff. So, but yeah. I have a whole bunch of stuff ready to paint. So, nice. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, in terms of my 2022 challenge army, I'm going to get into this. Um, I have a very ambitious challenge army. So, first off, I have to finish my old 2021. I'm dead set on this. That does not count towards this. This is sort of, I wanted to get this done yeah. from last year. Uh, so this year's challenge army is Mordor. Okay, I'm gonna do um, essentially it's like 16 black Numenorians, give or take, but I'm converting them from Army of the Dead. Okay, okay. so so yeah, I, like I, got, that idea. I got a good got a good deal on them, and I found a couple cool uh, bits of artwork online, and I'm really excited to try and try them out with this uh, the black Numenorians. Because quite honestly, the black Numenorians, the GW cells, they're disgusting. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, they don't look good. Yeah, uh, and then I'm going to put on on top of that 16 Moranans with some spears and some shields, uh, a Shadow Lord on Felbeast. The Felbeast just arrived today. The Witch King, the brand new one, on horse. Uh, Razgush, who just arrived, some bat swarms, some felwargs, and some orc trackers. So you got some easy paint ones in there because mm -hmm. I feel like the bat swarms are a quick paint. Um, you know, it's like it's like wargs. Wargs are great. You want a quick a quick paint? Wargs are a great easy quick paint, especially for a beginner. Mm -hmm. They're like a beginner painter. If you're ever into this for beginning, mm -hmm. like you dry brush, you know how to dry brush. I mean, you can get it pretty much get a decent yeah. model on the table. So. Well, it sounds like I got a lot of models to catch up to paint on uh, right. to match that. That's right. Um, I'm gonna paint that. I'm gonna paint that um, that Witch King too. I got that yeah. as well. I love it. I'm just gonna paint it for fun. I, I did say I was gonna do a Rider's Army. Mm -hmm. Who knows? I might have to actually purchase a whole bunch of armies now to mm -hmm. catch up with you guys because <laughs> I have what 60 in the the Dale Army, so that's that's about there. So if mm -hmm. I need more, mm -hmm. I have a whole bunch of like characters that I haven't painted. Like I have like Hurin and all those guys. So I have a whole bunch of these like Spaggle. I got the Fangor uh, four or five models I still have left to do. Mm -hmm. If I, uh, beyond that, I gotta buy a new army. So I'm gonna that's probably right. go with. So where I'm gonna probably reach out to you is again in the sure. 2022 series of Can Andrew make Chris a champion at a tournament? Can you give me an Easterling army that I can win with? We'll have to wait till the new book comes out. But yes. <laughs> once the new book comes out, then I'll purchase that army probably, mm -hmm. most likely. I, I think I can I can work on some there for you. Yeah. Uh, now, I got something for uh, for the Christmas, and uh, it's the new Pro Acryls. Um, yes. New painting. I got those. I am super excited. I've seen so many good reviews of those online, and I want to use those paints for the new Mordor army. Um, I've seen like people... And I also want to try wet blending as a new technique. Like I do a lot of glazing. Um, I use the wet pa the wet palette for um, some other sort of layering and that kind of thing. But I really want to try um, like wet blending with those new procrylls. And well, you have a wet palette too. Yeah. Wet palettes make it a little bit easier because your paint always stays kind of. Um, and then all you have to do is put a little bit of um, uh, a paint or what was I going to say? Paint like like a, is that it? Yeah, like yeah. a paint drying retardant. Mm -hmm. That helps a little bit in blending. But wet blending you can't go wrong. I mean. Yeah. It, the, the key to a good weapon is like it looks messy at first mm -hmm. <laughs> and you're like eh, this doesn't look great but mm -hmm. it, over time it, you'll, you'll figure it out but I do agree like try new techniques one of the techniques I want to try this year is um, uh, the uh, what do you call it Vallejo, Vallejo has the paints but it's like an oil base um, like mm -hmm. uh, that you paint all over the model in oil base and then you rub it off 
um, with uh, mineral spirits. Anyways, I've been trying that out. I want to try that mm-hmm. out. Okay, I know right? what you mean. Where you, yeah. would, you would hit it with a, like a gloss varnish and then you would wash it and then use the mineral spirits to pull it off. Correct. Like like you use like an oil wash mm-hmm. and then you use mineral spirits to like strip it off. I want to try that this year. Um, I might use a couple like Age of Sigmar models to test it out before mm-hmm. I do it on Lord of the Rings because... I don't want to ruin Lord of the Rings models. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's my theory. <laughs> you got you to gotta gloss varnish. That's from what I've seen. You gotta, the gloss varnish is key. Yeah. If you don't do it, you just, there's no pulling it off. You're just screwed. That's right, exactly. <laughs> so. Uh, so I know the other thing that's on my list uh, that I guess could be included in the, uh, the challenge is I have picked up a Radagast and, uh, and so because mm-hmm. I want to do the Vanquishers list. And I've got three models finished for that. I've got to do a Gandalf and, a, and I've got to do a Radagast for that. Uh, Radagast and on Slay, and we um, Garrett Don or Garrett Don and I bought the the Rohan Stronghold, just because okay. it was such a great deal, and we yeah. wanted to use it for um, our uh, one of our tables essentially for the Canadian Shire, yeah. and we thought, well, geez, this is a table unto itself, perfect. Let's just do this. Um, so we got it, and we're collectively splitting it apart, and we're going to be painting that up. So, yeah, I that's think- what Don needs his airbrush for. That's an airbrush job. Oh yeah, you don't. Yeah. That's either you're airbrushing those or you're dry brushing those. Don't do anything, anything else. <laughs> so, um, is it just? So, what is your plan? You've got, so you've got the, the defense in the north stuff. Are you doing any other um, painting, like any other blood bowl teams, anything like that? Uh, I do have um, the two blood bowl teams from the the starter set that I never painted. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably finish those off. Mm-hmm. That gets me to about. 11 painted teams. I have a lot of Blood Bowl teams, so I'll Jeez. be doing those. Like, mm-hmm. I, like I said, I'm waiting for this um, pandemic to end at a point in time because mm-hmm. what I'd really love us to do is have, like, every two weeks a little mini tournament for each other where mm-hmm. we all just get together to play a game against one person mm-hmm. and then, you know, have a league for, like, a three three months and then have, a, like, a tournament. Like, I'll have it host at my house or something and we mm-hmm. play it. I've been dying to do that, and you guys are like, well, I don't have armies. I know you guys have the ones painted. I was like, mm. I can give you each a team <laughs> of your choice, and we can make it happen. Anyways, so I, I do plan on doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have some um, the new orcs from Age of Sigmar that I like the new models of all the mm. um, the cruel boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I might do a couple of those, but my primary, my primary stuff has got to be Lord of the Rings, and, mm-hmm. and it's because, honestly... I I love Age of Sigmar. It was good, but ever since you guys got me into Lord of the Rings, I don't think there's no turning back. I, yeah. I love this game. I, I don't know what it is. I mean, I talked to Dawn a little bit about it. This whole the 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 might, the fate. I feel like there's some more control in this game. Mm-hmm. Is there powerful armies? Yeah, but it's not like it's not rampant like it is in some of the other games, which is not a problem. It's just mm-hmm. for me, I, I there's something I I really enjoy about this game. So. Yeah, it, it, for, same for me. I mean, I find the rules are a lot tighter. Um, yep. I find the community is a lot better uh, in some ways. I mean, like everyone, there, there's always elements of that like whack gamer who, you know, takes it too far. Um, but like I find in this community, it's really good. Everybody is connecting with everyone else. The, the, the armies, the armies themselves. You look at them and you like. There's a nostalgia to them because like everybody grew up with Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit. You know yeah. what I mean? So when yeah. you, you see those models, you're like, there's a connection that you don't get with anything else. And it's like so many different things I can think of. But like yeah, like I, I love Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I mean, for a theme guy, I'm a big theme guy. Mm-hmm. For a theme, this 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 game has some of the best theme yep. you're going to get. Like, I, I think with Age of Sigmar, the theme can sometimes 
come and go depending on where it is and, and same with 40k it's like but this is like the theme is consistent um you really can build you know you can play the competitive stuff mm-hmm. and still be very thematic and that's mm-hmm. what i like about it like if you you that's the other reason why i like the vanquishers or even like some of these legendary legions because not only are they competitive but mm-hmm. they are thematic yeah right it's not this like this person was never there mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean like like the legendary legion is what this game should be so if yeah. people are complaining about legendary legions you shouldn't this mm-hmm. is what the game should be like yes there's gonna be some powerfuls but there'll be another legendary legion that comes out and be like this is the anti to the vanquisher or this is the thing and then it's just yeah. no one's gonna play vanquishers again after it gets beat 17 times yeah it's it's it, no one's gonna play it again right mm-hmm. now I mean, look, how many tournaments are actually happening right now? Not very many. So yeah. you can't really use that as a judge of have the top players all come out. Listen, I know you you've you have your situation and whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm sure if you're out, out playing and you went up against Vanquishers, I think you got... I put my bet on you. I think so. Thank you. That Thank you would probably be able to, to get around that. But that's what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. not everybody's playing. Not all the top players have come out yet. Mm-hmm. and played yet so we'll see what what happens when things uh, open back up i've already built the ideal counter to count to vanquishers exactly. and i tried it out in tabletop simulator and oh man vanquishers just flopped in their best mission and i'm like okay cool right. that's good to know <laughs> there you go <laughs> Moving on to our third segment of this is the Mirror of Galandriel. I guess it will be the fourth segment. The Mirror of Galandriel, where we're first we're going to talk about our 2021 predictions. And then I know Chris is chomping at the bit for this. He wants to know what my 2022 predictions are going to be. They're That's right. carefully held secret. Um, but anyways, getting to the 2021. So I'm going to run through my five predictions. Chris is going to run through his. And then we're going to talk about which ones we think we, we, we achieved and which ones, you know, we, uh, we'll give each other a half point for, 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 for the attempt. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so for my five predictions, I said, um, number one, we're going to have a Hobbit supplement. Number two, there's going to be a plastic Azog model with armor and the option for a stone flail. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said a signal tower. I said a catapult troll. And then I said a Lord of the Rings supplement based on sort of like the Far East. Those are my five predictions. Okay, so here were my five predictions. I said a elven character, mounted preferably. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I said a Hobbit supplement, so basically the beginning of the Hobbit, so basically the journey of Thorin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, then I said three mounted ring rays, like a box set. Yep. I said an Ent multi-kit. Um, Quick Beam or uh, the other one, Beach Bone. Beach Bone, yeah, yeah. And then uh, uh, the model I've been waiting for. <laughs> um, spoiler alert, didn't come out. Nope. Braga, Captain mm-hmm. of Lake Town. Yeah. Those are my five. Those are your five, okay. Um, so, we've, we've set our 2021 predictions. How did we do? Um, I think due to the vagueness of my first prediction, a Hobbit supplement, I succeeded, not by by design. The fall mm-hmm. of the Necromancer, I think, surprised everybody. So yeah. I'll, I'll chalk that one up. I'll give you the point. I okay. mean, to me, it is a Hobbit supplement. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's, it's, it's 
I didn't get a full point. I would okay. get a full point. Okay, I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> the the funny thing is, I said, you know, a plastic Azog model with armor and the option for a stone flail. At the time of me making this prediction, I didn't realize that that already existed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, it's the one with Thorn, right? On yeah. ice, like that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm like, well, okay, let's just... Yeah, I might give myself like a, a tenth of a point <laughs> because I thought there was a need for it. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then the last one, by due to... Due to bloody, I'm assuming COVID and supply chain and whatever, a Lord of the Rings supplement based on the Far East. I mean, come on, Defense yeah, of the North. Yeah, I mean, Defense of the North is exactly that. It's it's meant to be. It's going to be the Easterlings book. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, but I I do think that that's going to come out in 2022. So you yeah. lost out on that one. Maybe yeah. a 25 percent of a tick. Okay, I give you 25 percent of a tick. Okay, I'll take it. Because it was announced. It was announced. It was announced. So you can't even make it a prediction for 2022, but technically yeah. it's 2022. Yeah. Okay. So how so. about yourself? How how many predictions did you get? Okay. So I did say there was a Hobbit, but I'm not going to give myself a tick because mm-hmm. I specifically said it was going to be around Thorin. Yep. Yep. The three mounted ring rates. So here's where I want a half a tick, because technically they did release. Now they come in three packs on mounted, but they're not new. And that's the problem. It's like fine cast. Mm. And so I was hoping, what a perfect time. They could have sold thousands of them. Uh, I mean, to be honest, everybody was playing the Black Riders at the time. I think Mm. people would still buy them today. Why they don't do this drives me crazy, but Mm. I want to get a half tick because they kind of put it up three of them together, right? Mm -hmm. Because they used to be sold as singles. Yes. Um, The Ent, I'm getting a full tick. Because I did say... This was before they were spoiled. Just mm-hmm. being, my prediction was done before it was spoiled. Yeah, yeah. Don can can account for that, and I did say Quick Beamer and, and and Beach One, and they did come out. The only thing I didn't get right is I said it would be like why they wouldn't make it a multi kit. Yeah. Like, I mean that was an easy win to kill two characters with one stone. But anyways, I bought that model. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Braga, uh, I still did not hoping. get. Still hoping. I'm still hoping. That's right. Uh, here's my theory. He will come out because they they're showing this. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, pattern I feel with these releases where they are looking for characters that have not been released mm. right to kind of pepper in especially in the Forge Road line mm-hmm. so I think once we get to Hobbit um, supplements mm-hmm. and they're going to do a Legendary Legion on Lake Town let's be clear like yeah, yeah. get ready for it everybody um, especially the fact that isn't, isn't the guy who kind of writes all the book playing a Lake Town army too he so he does yeah so it's going to come. There's going to be a Legendary Legion on it. The first thing Forge World will do is a Braga model. So that's my theory. You know what? The, the most I think the, the one book that will come out is the Five Armies uh, supplement. So. And guess what? All of those Legendary Legions will be one of each of the Five, five Armies. And unfortunately, Correct. that would be survivors. So Braga, I think, will get missed on that supplement. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? Wait till you see my predictions for 2022. Okay. 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 Um, so I think I rounded out probably with about 1.3, 1.2 uh, out of five, which is pretty atrocious. And uh, you yourself ended up with a nice, hefty one and a half. Well done. I think sir. so. One and a half, 1.2, depending on if you count that mounted. I would give one, it to you. That was yeah. that's pretty bang on to me. I would think so. Yeah. Okay, so let's dive into our 2022 predictions. And um, here's what I'm pitching. I'll go first for one. You go first for one, and we'll, we'll alternate this. Yep. Okay, so yep. my first prediction, similar to Don, because I know Don and I have talked about this, is a model prediction. And I'm predicting that there's going to be a plastic dwarf warrior kit. 
and I'm going to say that they're going to do either... I know with him, he thinks the additional upgrades to transform these like Khazad-Doom dwarves are going to be that, into like the Iron Guard and the Vault Wardens, he thinks it's going to be in the kit as well. I don't think so. I think they're going to sell that as an upgrade pack. So it'll all be in a single pack, so you'll buy the, the, the Warrior Kit and the Upgrade Kit, because GW loves their Upgrade Kits, and they'll put that all together. Um, and I think they're going to do that. It'll give them a chance to do a revamp of the Khazad-Doom line. Uh, and yeah, that's my first prediction. Yeah, I mean, interesting. I, I, I'm very nervous about putting, like, standard warriors because I feel like Games Workshop is just not touching those things. Like, they're just leaving it as that's the base model mm-hmm. all the time. I mean, I'd love to see it. I think yeah. Don predicted Orcs box set, the one box set you absolutely need a new box set on. You do. Plastic, multi-pit kit. Uh, if they're not doing that, I don't know if they'll be doing dwarves, but I like your prediction. Okay. How about yours? All right. So we're gonna go mount. We're gonna go with a model first. Okay? Oh, okay. So I I am predicting coming out from Forge World, mm-hmm. mounted Thorin, Balin, or uh, the two twins. Mm-hmm. What are the names? Um, Feely and Keely. Feely and Keely. Mm-hmm. I think that they're gonna come out with it, and this is gonna hint on one of my next ones, which will be a supplement. Yep. I think if you're saying Battle of the Five Armies is the supplement, Forge World perfect opportunity. To give us mounted uh, dwarves, and you don't have to spend seven hundred dollars to convert um, right. them on goats. Mm-hmm. Like that is my prediction. So mm-hmm. mounted um, uh, dwarf character Thorin. I think all three, four of them, but I'm gonna go with if I get one of them, that's a point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So my second prediction is an FAQ prediction. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, so the prediction is they're going to nerf the Vanquishers and the Necromancer <laughs> in a month. Surprise, surprise. But So that was pretty obvious, but here's what I'm predicting the nerf is going to be. Okay, so I heard this from, from Harry from um, Entmoot. He had made this suggestion in one of the forums. And essentially it's so that um, they're going to nerf it so that wizards either get three attacks, their, their attacks equal to their wounds characteristic, or they can cast spells that turn, but they can't get both. So, oh my I god, think, actually, that would be amazing. So I think that's the bouncer. Mm-hmm. Right? Because once you get into combat with them, that's it, right? Like, you make a choice now. Yeah. You want to cast the spells, you get one attack. Those guys with one attack will die so fast. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, that is what I think they're going to do. What I would actually prefer they do, which I, they won't. But what I would prefer they do is they just make it so that you can't cast Nature's Wrath or Wrath of Bruin if you're already engaged in combat. That's it. That's right. So your second prediction, okay. sir. So second prediction. Since you went with sort of a book uh, FAQ kind of, I'm going to go back to the book. Okay. I'm going to go generic this time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say a Hobbit supplement. And I, I almost need a Hobbit supplement based <laughs> on my first prediction. Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to say a Hobbit supplement, but I'm not going to say the first part of the journey. Mm-hmm. I think it... It just will be something in there. I like your idea of the five armies because it goes with my model thing, but I'm just going with Hobbitus, Hobbit Supplement, first mm. one. right? Because I think they're starting to tap out on the Lord of the Rings now. I mean, you could always keep going, but yeah, yeah. they've got to start to introduce the Hobbit stuff. Mm. I think you. I think your second prediction is probably going to happen more with more greater chance than my third prediction. Okay. And my third prediction is also a supplement prediction. And if I'm leading with Khazad-Dum, well, 
then the supplement is going to be, I'm thinking a Misty Mountains supplement. Okay. Because we haven't seen Kaza Doom, we hadn't seen Moria yet, really. And this is, it gives an opportunity for them to even do like a War of the Dwarves and the Orcs. You can maybe, if you want to, dive into like the northern Misty Mountains where Angmar is, give or take. Um, and you could touch on a lot of these areas because that's really the only section left of the Lord of the Rings, the map during the time of the, the ring, right? Everything else has been yeah. touched on. I mean, you've got the Shire's been done, Gondor and the Fiefdoms, Rohan and Isengard, the, the Fellowship and doing what it did, Minas Tirith, Mordor, Harad, and then the newest um, Defense in the North. Pretty much covers everything. The only thing left is the Misty Mountains. Yeah, I mean, my only concern with that one, like, not that it's a bad prediction or anything, mm-hmm. but it, my concern of that is they did tackle a legendary legion with Balrog and Goblins, and so it's kind of like they sort of touched it. They mm-hmm. left out the dwarves, which I thought was ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. why did you do more like the Moria goblins and not do a legendary legion for things? So I understand Dawn's frustration of that part. Yeah, you know, it, they do need to do it to fix to to help that um, that part out. Mm-hmm. But I think yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's the it's the one thing left that in the far east. Yes. Anything like beyond the eastern, like that's the two they could go and finish mm-hmm. and and be good. And then they've got to get to the Hobbit, right? But yeah, uh, you know, we'll see. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Then fall of the Necromancer is what threw me, me for Hobbits coming because that fall of the Necromancer, yes, it's Hobbit in yeah. a way, Hobbit, but Lord of the Rings Hobbit. So, it's yeah. kind of really a combination of the two. Mm-hmm. So okay, so that's your third. Mm-hmm. So my um, third mm-hmm. is going to be for the second year in a row. Mm-hmm. Braga, captain <laughs> of Lake Town, and, and I'm, I'm doing this because I'm hoping somebody at Games Workshop is listening to me and saying, you know what, he's right. Forge World, just get one of those guys to bang out like you just banged out the Knights of Dale. You Come go. on, you're almost there. Braga's very close to that model, mm-hmm. so so get me Braga so that I can actually I converted one, so like it's not like I need one, but mm-hmm. I like to have a character model. And yep. it, it's really sad to me when I read the rule book. And you get, I love that there's a picture of the model. I always love that. Mm-hmm. It's like the one yes. uh, thing that has no picture. Nothing. Everything has a picture, even <laughs> if it's a crappy model or Thandril in his PJ pants and all that. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you sculpted a guy in a PJ pants, which I hate so much. Um, and you can't, you can't sculpt Braga. Right. <laughs> right. So I'll be, I, if he's bad looking, I'm going to be so upset. But that's my third prediction. <laughs> my third prediction is Braga, Captain of Lake Town. I, I, I think, honestly, that model, I almost feel like that's going to be the next edition. They'll touch on that model when they release the Hobbit. I'm going to be so mad. When it happens, he will be ordered ASAP. So like, but but I know I know it's a long shot, but I got I to gotta keep praying for it. I, I totally agree. Um, so my next uh, prediction, number four, is a model prediction. And I'm going to be going with... So they talked about in the Warhammer Community articles, they talked about how, um, you know, in the, the defense of the north, um, Thranduil and Celeborn, both uh, their armies cra- uh, clashed with Sauron. So I think this is their time to release a plastic Celeborn model. Okay. And okay. I think potentially even mounted on a horse. Because okay. they have com- people have complained so much about Celeborn not having a horse, and that model is ancient. And you know what? I feel like they're going to release this 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 model, and this is that 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 time. You do it now. You do it during this time. And everyone they always create new hero models, and like there hasn't been an elf hero model in a long time. 
I think this is going to be it. Well, it's like we plan this mm-hmm. because my fourth <laughs> prediction, again, a repeat from last year, but I agree with you on this, exactly what you said. I said a elf character on a mount. Mm-hmm. I put Elrond mm-hmm. uh, or Gilgalad. I put one of those two, mm-hmm. but I, I think you're right. I think that, that Kilborn is another one that could be on that list, but they have to. Like, yeah. All of these beautiful Rohan models, the Witch King, you got Saruman on on the horse. Mm-hmm. Everything is beautiful, and then you have the ugliest, in my opinion, mounted elven heroes from the past. Like mm-hmm. I get it, back then they were looking, but they're on the worst horses. Like yeah. you want a nice horse sculpt, mm-hmm. so that I that is my prediction. Fourth, with you, mm-hmm. let's do this. I'll say Elrond. Mm-hmm. And then you will say Kelleborn, and yeah. we will see who gets. But we both get a point for elven character on a horse. That's that right. That's it. Okay. Plastic yeah. elven on a horse. Plastic okay. elven character on a horse. It's got to be Kelleborn. Everyone's complaining about. I think it's gonna be Kelleborn. If it's Elrond, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, and uh, my final prediction is gonna be a legendary legion prediction. Okay. Okay. So we already know the, the you know the war in the north, defense in the north is coming out. I'm predicting one of the legendary legions. They haven't talked about it yet. I think they're going to do a legendary legion based upon uh, Lothlorien and Mirkwood marching on Dol Guldur to destroy it. I think they're going to mm-hmm. do that legion. And this will be an opportunity for them to put Thranduil in the army and Galadriel. And I'm saying it, it's going to be Galadriel, Lady of Light. Considering how you talk about the story, she walks up, she literally blows the thing up herself. Okay, Correct. So it's going to be her as a Lady of Light version, as a hero of legend, fully decked out and this will be the next legendary legion that everyone's going to groan about <laughs> i think you're i think you're i think you're on i think i think this is something that can actually happen for yeah. sure okay so my last one's gonna be a model as well okay and i'm going to i'm, I'm gonna put it in the kind of hordes category or like kind of like these mm. little small ones i think that they need to have a new bat swarm okay oh. with the new orcs coming out the bat swarm model is horrible. Okay? It is. They have a Corbane, okay, that they mm-hmm. just did. Beautiful model, mm-hmm. looks good. I know you can get cheaper stuff and all that kind of stuff, but the, it looks good. I think a nice bat swarm that's not just like a meld of like sixteen bats together, okay. Either that, or a new spider, because their spiders are horrible. That's mm-hmm. why everybody uses spiders from like the D and D range and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, get us a good... You, you, I mean, you have better spiders in... Uh, uh, what do you call it? Age of Sigmar. Like, mm-hmm. get me some spiders that look like the spiders from the movie. So, yeah. either like spiders or bat swarms. I'm going to put more on the bat swarms. So, mm-hmm. so spiders would be like a mini point. I think bat swarms, but with, with the new orc characters and bringing in swarms and all this, they need a new model for it. Mm-hmm. That's That would be my prediction. So... I'm going to go with bat swarms as the uh, perspective. I hope they don't do bat swarms only because I just bought two of them and it'd be like, <laughs> oh, awesome. I have these terrible, cheesy spot models. When I bought them, I'm like, cool, I got two new bat swarms. And I picked up the clam pack for it and I'm like, what is this? And I'm like, it's like the old, like seven like versions ago named Citadel on it. Like I'm like, how old yeah. is this model? Yeah. <laughs> and so the guy, terrible. the guy in the DC blew the dust off. Oh, we sold one. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's because those models. The problem with those and the spider models is there's better looking models in other ranges, and mm-hmm. so 
you know, I think Games Workshop is missing an opportunity to actually sell more, right? Mm-hmm. Because no one's going to buy those ones. Not when they don't look good, right? Yeah. Like, you know, unless you're playing at, you know, Warhammer World and you have to have the models, yeah. that's the only time those are going to show up. And I hate that Bat Swarm. Like, the Bat Swarm today ranks up in, I would say, the top 10 worst models in Lord of the Rings because I just don't like this idea of, like, all the things merged together into mm-hmm. one blob. And, like, even painting it is, like, what is this piece? It's like when you paint the orcs. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've painted the Morian orcs or whatever. Oh, There's yeah, a couple yeah. models where, like, the shield mel- melds in with the, the body, and you're like, what do I paint this? Is, is that shield or is that the body? Like, I don't know what to do here. So yeah. uh, that's why I'm hoping they do that. Is I, I just, again, I guess this follows into the whole... Um, redoing some of the warriors and all that kind of mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. You're right. They that's where they wish they went, but I yeah, get they why they don't. It's expensive to put in new machinery and build new molds and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know if they're willing to willing to do that at this yeah, point. I mean, you probably would make more in the long run if they did that. I'll be honest. Like you probably yeah. would make more in the long run. And with the new system for CAD designing pretty much all models, like you don't even have to make that many different looking models, like four or five, and then you can just cut sections out and then reposition them on new things. So you could literally just create like four sculpts that all of a sudden become 12 with enough creative positioning and good enough. And you, they, they, like, it's so easy to do. I would say so easy. I, I don't do it, but to me, it seems like it's it's a lot easier to do than doing this really majestically beautiful character because the detail level on a hero or a troop model is low compared to a hero. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and I, I agree with you. Like, if you just make the arms separate, mm-hmm. like even the same model, you can position sixteen different ways with the arms, so it yeah. looks like different models. Mm-hmm. And then you just do head swaps, like yeah. and like. And whatever whatever your piece is, just give sixteen different heads, and you and you're good. I, mm-hmm. I agree with you on this one. Like the the challenge that this is the part where I wish they went into, mm-hmm. and like why I want this community to grow more and more and more is exactly that. Is I want them to start to be like, you know what, we need to start tackling some of these model kits, which are not bad bad mm-hmm. model kits. Don't get me wrong. They're, some of the the warriors are good, but mm-hmm. again, just make it so that like. The kit should include, for the armies that have this, war horns and banners. Mm-hmm. Like, why can't you just include... Like, nowadays, you should be able to... It should be just part of the kit. Like, you do it on Age of Sigmar and all these. It's just part of the kit. Like, yeah, yeah. why not have a hand with a with a banner and make it easy? Like, everybody yeah. has to model a banner, right? Yeah. Or you buy one of the banners from, like, the, command the kits. Kit. But they're not even that good. Mm-hmm. So, like, why not just... You know, I don't think anybody buys those. They just make their own or do what I did. I found like a model from Age of Sigmar with like a small elf hand, mm-hmm. right? So that matches the same size and use that banner. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and I'm really hoping like if they did this, that would really be nice if they had like like ball socketed joints. You yes. don't need to do any, you don't have to worry about like, oh, I should do like seven different arms. No, just do one with a ball socketed joint. I can swing this thing any which way I want. Correct. And I can have like 19 different poses in my army. It's just to do everything ball socketed joints. And the, the amount of customization you can do is very easy. And, you know, most people army, most people, they're going to buy two or three of these characters, these, these infantry kits, right? For right. the same price. So like, you're going to make more money in the long run than if you were to try to like make just keep doing characters it's great yeah. and all but these 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 infantry models they need an upgrade they need a facelift yeah but i, I find like that i know why they're doing the character ones 
because the character is usually the guy that stays along around the longest on the table, mm-hmm. and he is a centerpiece. And there is a portion of our community that doesn't play the game at all and yeah. just buys the models to paint or do dioramas and all that. So I get why they do that, mm-hmm. but I agree with you. You'll make ten times the money because I would buy four, five, six kits of that stuff. Like I just literally bought two kits of Dale mm-hmm. on a, you know, like. Here, there's two kits. I, I probably would buy them for lots of different things if they were better. Yeah, exactly. So okay, so those are our cool. 2022 predictions. I I think I've got a shot at maybe a point. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like it's hard to predict where they're going nowadays. I I agree. I think I've got a shot at a point. I might have thrown away two with the Dwarf Warriors and the uh, the Misty Mountain supplement, but I'm I'm holding true. I I, I feel like I feel like the Mounted Celeborn is like as a lock for me, even though. Like, oh, I think you're bang on. I they've got to do like they've done a character for everything but the elves. Mm-hmm. And listen, I hate elves. I don't play elves. Mm-hmm. I try not. I actually am painting two elves for the first time, <laughs> and only because they go with my Lake Town army, mm-hmm. so Legolas and Toriel. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Um, why they haven't given a love to a character like that? I mean, the best mounted character for the elves right now is Thandril on the on the uh, what is it, the elk or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's the best looking model, but it's a Forge War model, so yeah. I don't know how you can count that as part of their plastic range. No, I wouldn't, because you can't buy it from Games Workshop, right? You have to buy it from Forge no. World. Yeah, correct. Okay, well, I think that's it for us. Uh, any parting yeah. thoughts or? No, I look forward to hopefully this pandemic kind of stopping at one point or slowing down enough for us for to get some games in. I know mm-hmm. me and Don played a couple games at a tournament, uh, Garrett as well. Get you out, Andrew, and get us playing. Yep. Uh, even if we, we have a board game uh, night that we want to do, um, waiting mm-hmm. for seeing the last board game night, uh, let's just say uh, Andrew and uh, Garrett fought while me and Don took over control of the board um so i'm hoping for that to happen so that's what i'm hoping for (laughs) and uh i'm hoping that you guys will keep a reasonable amount of painting i want you guys to do a lot of painting because Mm -hmm. i think it's encouraging for the hobby Mm -hmm. but you don't have to go overboard right as long as you know (laughs) i can still win i don't like to lose so Mm -hmm. i will win i'm gonna make that prediction that i will be i'm gonna say 40 models ahead by april that's my goal. See, you made a mistake by making this competitive, my friend. <laughs> oh, my friend, you know I'm a competitive person. So, all right, all right, the gauntlet's been yeah. thrown down. We'll see what we can That's do. Right. I've got a massive pile of shame behind me. I can pull models out and start painting. Yeah. <laughs> I realized I had a lot more shame in my models than I expected. Like, I have a hmm. lot more ruler rings, which I bought, and I never painted. So I was like, I've got a lot of actually things that I can kind of here and there spatter in and mm. paint and get rid of and get off the table. So... My goal is to have every Lord of the Rings that I own mm-hmm. painted by okay. the end of this year. All right. Well, that's, that's a, an ambitious... I would say it's an ambitious goal, but knowing you and your the, models, the amount of models you paint, it's not really ambitious. It's, it's <laughs> to be expected. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. All right, sir. You take care. And to our listeners, uh, a fond farewell. Yeah. See you later, guys. <laughs>